Welcome to Powder Play Podcast, and I've got a very special guest. It is my wife, Emma Smith. Evening. Back by... Probably not popular No demand. one mentioned no. it, really, but you're back. No. Because Pastor Lee's not here. We haven't done a Powder Play Podcast for a while, um, but our first one back is with Emma. Yay. Blast. How's your Sunday been? Yeah, it's been really good, actually. Nice. It's been nice to see everyone in the park. Mm-hmm. It's good. A, that. a multitude of people. Yeah. yeah. No, 30 tops. <laughs> we were there a bit late, but uh, yeah. it was it was the legal requirements for numbers, yeah. I believe. Um, so, yeah, thanks, Naomi, for organising that. It was really nice because we've yeah. not been every recently, but... Yeah. Loving the sun. Having a great old time. Yep. I've got a little bit pink, but... Sure. Yeah. Not like I was. Maybe still am a little bit. Maybe the cheeks. Just. To... I'm always a bit rosy though, but yeah, it's a uh... <clears throat> weak skin. <clears throat> cool. Thoughts. Hebrews chapter twelve, twenty-five to twenty-nine. That's what we did. Yeah. Thoughts. Um, before we begin, though, I just uh, wanted to oh, yeah. point out a lovely spread Oof. that we've got here. Sue Easterbrook. Um, she actually asked me, "How many slices do you want?" And mm. if she's like two, three, she's given us five that's, of, of each. That's my kind of woman. <laughs> um, thanks, Sue, for that. Um, see, I think maybe she thought, how many do you want each? Yeah. Do you think that could have been the case? Maybe. Even then, she's still gone one above. Yeah, she has. Thanks, Sue. Appreciate that. Yeah. A lot. Um, I've already had a lemon drizzle. I've had one of each. I'm not going to lie. That's good. Great. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Go on then. So now I'm nourished. No. Um, tell us, Sam. Retell us your summary mm. sentence. Tis this. See to it that you do not refuse Jesus and his words. Nice. Yeah. So the see to it phrase. I, wanted, I, I thought about saying this, but I thought it might be a bit scary to start the service. But, you know, I, I sort of picture like a mafia scene where they're interrogating someone and the lead mafia boss just leaves and says, see to it. <laughs> and leaves the, <laughs> the fat guy or something, you know, with him. Uh, <laughs> because it's like, basically, there's no other options here. It's just this must be dealt with. Mm. I think that's the, the sense with... And what must be dealt with is that you do not refuse him who speaks. I just got images of the Godfather now. Yeah. You refused me and my family. Does <laughs> that's nice. That's that's right. You just I adapted thought. a lie. That was very I clever. I sort of did like Russian, you know. You're, I'm a mirror cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Super. Go compare. Super. Just don't refuse him. <laughs> it's not go compare, is it? It's compare, compare the mirror cat. cat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Simple as. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. Can what? I, though, yeah. reverse you? <laughs> go back. You earlier in the service yeah. um, something called the three Ps. Hmm. I feel like you didn't go into that a huge amount. Um, so now's your chance. Go for it. Everyone loves alliteration. So before we played the true and better video, I said, didn't I, that 
what's the Old Testament about? It's all about Jesus. How is it about Jesus? Three Ps. Mm. Right. This is my chance to talk a bit more about that. If you've done the Bible overview course, it doesn't say about the three Ps, but it's all about the three Ps. Jesus, the first P is Jesus is promised in the Old Testament. Mm. So he's promised in loads of places in the Old Testament. The first place is in Genesis chapter three, where Eve is told that she, uh, that from the woman, a seed will come who will crush the serpent's head uh, and his heel will be struck by the serpent. Mm. So not from the man and the woman, but just from the woman. We love that verse. I know it's Bruce Foster's favorite verse. Um, and we I, have that picture at Christmas. Yes, the really good picture of, mm. um, is it uh, Eve touching mm. Mary's, <clears throat> Eve stomach. sort of, uh, Mary's got, grabbed Eve's hand and put it on her stomach, mm. on her womb. Where Jesus is, yeah. Yes. Two different things. Yeah, I actually once in year seven answered a question in a test, like, where does a baby grow in a woman? And I said, the stomach. <laughs> I mean, it looks like it's there. Well, it's like, oh, you got a bun in the in your belly. I don't know. Like, people could have said, and like, oh, it's getting digested, poor thing. Oh, um, man. I've, like, I think I've learned now. Uh, I think we need Naomi Webster to... Just sit you down Help and me. <laughs> talk about it. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's one, but there's loads. Um, quite a lot in Genesis, like to Abraham in Genesis 12 and 15. Um, and then then to Isaac is repeated. And Jacob uh, told that um, from you uh, will come, uh, again, this, this seed who will bless the nations. Um, not to many seeds, Paul says in Galatians, but to one seed who is Christ. So, um, yeah, so Abraham's promised Jesus Christ there. So he's, pr he's promised. Um, so that's just Genesis. Then there's not, I don't think there's any promises in Exodus. Um, there's pictures all over the place in Exodus. It, pictures begin to happen, but we'll get there. Um, that's the next P. Um, promises, yeah. Balaam, funnily enough, does, uh, you know, a, a, a promise of how he'll be born in Judah, a scepter will rise in. Oh gosh, it's something like that. Oh, I haven't got it down, but it's um, there's there's sort of prophecy there in Numbers, but then there's more in Deuteronomy 18. Oh, I did have that up. Uh, 18 verse 15, uh, Moses says, "A prophet like me will rise up from among you, the people. Mm. You must listen to him." And then it's cool because then in John, when Jesus is around in the flesh. Um, who is it? There's two of the guys. Is it Andrew and someone, Simon, maybe, say, we found the one that Moses talked about, mm. um, which is really cool. So they see the fulfillment of the promises. There's loads, 2 Samuel 7, about uh, how David's promised a son who will rule on the throne forever, um, whose kingdom will never end. And then when the angel comes to Mary in Luke chapter 2, the angel says, um, his name is Jesus. He will sit on David's throne. His kingdom will never end so it's like he's that one that was promised. You remember? Mm. Um, so that's the first one. He's promised. P number two, pictured. That was the true and better video. So looking at all these Old Testament <clears throat> characters, how something about them is they look a bit like Jesus. Mm. Apart from they're all flawed in some way. You know, so David is a shepherd king. Our Born to Us song, the rap, is a bit of that, you know, and... Um, well, in that, and Moses, you know, is like a redeemer and he, he's made mm -hmm. to be like God to the people. And, you know, there's, 
yeah and in every christian i mean we're all made in the image of god so everyone sort of reflects something of you know jesus but um, these people are put before us to show us all these different colors that are then all filled in this multi-colored jesus you know um so that's pictured but our favorite one in Balva baptist church i reckon um, because it's the one that's so often overlooked everywhere people really seem confused on this jesus is present in the old testament Hmm. Example? Example? <laughs> that was a uh, was that Shrek? That's what I'm trying to do there. Yeah. Example? That's donkey and then Shrek. Yeah. Oh, like onions. Yeah. Um okay, anyway, so he's present because every time it says the Lord appeared to, it can't be the Father because we're told in several places. Um so for example, John 1 verse 18 and Colossians 1 verse 15. Um, no one's ever seen the Father. Mm. I mean, just that. No one's ever seen him. Adam's never seen him. It's a bit mad, really, isn't it? But God, the one and only, mm -hmm. who's at the Father's side, has made him known. So there is this God who is seen, who makes this unseen God known. Mm. He's um, his image. Yes, yeah, so that's the Colossians one. Yeah, which we had at our wedding. Which was our wedding verses. Yeah. Yeah, literally just going for how Jesus is the image of the invisible God at our wedding. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, so that says that he is the image of the unseen God. Uh, yeah, which is cool. So when you look at Jesus, you're seeing the Father. And Jesus says that. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Um, yeah, so anytime it says the Lord appeared in the Old Testament, and it says it a lot, you see him walking in the garden. Well, mm. how is God walking in the garden and then Adam and Eve having a chat with him? Well, it's Jesus, but mm. before he's carnate in the human flesh. Um, you see him again to Abraham. He takes Abraham outside and shows him the stars in Genesis 12. Um, oh, no, wait, that's a different one. That brings me on to another one because there he's called the word of the Lord. Now, John makes this clear in his gospel mm. that in the beginning was the word. There's this man who's called the word and he is God and he's with God. Um, but the first time you hear of the word of the Lord in the Bible, it's, I think we often think it's like zap of information, like God's just mm. sent me a message through mm. on like text. I think that's <laughs> what I thought it was. Like yeah. the word came and it's like suddenly, oh, it's in my head. It's a what? Whoa, yeah. what? Um, yeah, that's not how the Bible talks about it. Mm. There's a few times, like in Haggai, it says the word of the Lord came through Haggai, right? You, if you, yeah, it's, it's in Haggai. Um, I don't have. No. All right. I've got Hebrews. It's really hard to find Haggai, which because uh, it came up in the Hebrews passage. So because I was looking at it, it's like, oh, that's one time um, where it says the word of the Lord came through Haggai. But most of the time, it says the word of the Lord came to someone, mm. Jonah, Abraham, and you. So the first time is in Genesis chapter. I think it's twelve. Let's just get it up. And See, most some people like you know when you talk like you've had a good idea, it's like oh it just came to me in the shower. I think that's <laughs> why people think that. Yeah. Like it's just popped into my head. Yeah, yeah, nah. But it's not that. Um, yeah. So it says after this, this is the first time that the phrase the word of the Lord appears in the Bible. After this, uh, Genesis fifteen verse one, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, and he talks to him. Um, then it says, verse four, then the word of the Lord came to him. So he saw him in a vision. Then he just comes to him. 
um, this man will not be your heir, blah, blah, blah. And then it says, he took him outside and mm. said, look up at the heavens and count the stars. So it's a person. He mm. took him outside. The word of the Lord is a person. So you're meant to be like, if you just come at Genesis with nothing and just take it as it's, as you read it, you're like, okay, so the word of the Lord is a person mm. who is God and says God's words. Um, so that's one way. So the Lord, the word of the Lord. Um, oh, what's the other way? Uh, the yeah, angel of the yeah, Lord. I was say the angel of the Lord. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, in Exodus chapter three, he's in the burning bush. Um, and he's not set on fire and he's also called God. So he's not just an angel. He's, he's mm. always referred to as God, you know, mm. as well. Um, and there's others too. He's the, the commander of the Lord's armies, for example. I could go on for ages. Yeah. Point is, he's present. Defo. What happens in the Gospels is he became flesh. He takes on our mm. human meatness. So when he comes, is he in a form? Yeah. As a person or not, do you think? Yeah, I, d I know. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. I mean, because he's called the angel of the Lord or the commander of the Lord's armies, and the Lord's armies are angelic armies, but also the church is his army, then I'd imagine that he'd look quite angelic. What do angels look like? Not massively sure. They're described as flames and wind. and I, So I literally just don't know. He'd have to wield something, though, because doesn't he <clears throat> put people to death? Yeah, in... he often holds a sword. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I know. Yeah. That's a good question. We can ask him when we're there. Yeah, I know. What we like. Because he'll always be now in his new body with the wounds. Mm. He's never reverting back to that pre-incarnate state. Anyway, okay. so yeah, he's promised, pictured, present. There we go. Great. Okay. Back to but, Hebrews then. Okay, yeah, Just sure. Just say your sentence again. I think it'd be good. See to it that you don't refuse Jesus in his words. Okay. That's what we're talking about. So, though, if we do refuse him... Yeah. You know, how does he take it? You know, is he just chill with it? Mm. You know, because he knows we're sinners. Yeah. I think, right, it's interesting how the writer of the Hebrews uh, words it. He says, don't refuse him who warns us. Don't refuse him who speaks to us. Mm. I, I do think there's an emphasis on the fact that these words are coming from a person. It's not an idea. You know, it's not some like ideology or concept. A lot of religions are like that. It's just sort of like a theory or something, you know. Literally, you get people who, who sort of gather around, you know, Darwin's evolutionary theory mm. as if it's their religion. So, like, I listen to Ricky Gervais, you know that, a lot. Um, and literally, like, it seems like Darwin's his god. But it's like you're getting around an idea, you know. I mean, Darwin, it was the theory and there was evidence, you know, he thought that he saw. Mm. But this is a man who says words... And he's, he's God. Um, yeah, so I think because it says, like, don't refuse him who speaks. Don't refuse him who warns. It's just remembering Jesus' words in Mark 8 where he says, um, anyone who's ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, I'll be ashamed of them when I return. You know, like, if you hear that, yeah, someone, you know, doesn't like something you've said, it's personal. You know, yeah. So I think he, mm. and if someone is, is ignoring you, so sometimes Emma, 
you tell me this about me. <laughs> Sam, what did I just say? <laughs> I can see that glazed look, you know, or you're, yeah. you're on your phone and it's like, yeah, I'm listening, don't worry. But then you just see you, you go vacant. And it, yeah. it does feel personal. It's, yeah, per yeah. it's like, yeah. I'm literally trying to tell you something. You should see my words as important. And I guess, yeah, that's what we should think about Jesus. Yeah, I know. I'm so sorry. That's okay. But, but that is a good example because it's like, yeah, I'm talking and you're just ignoring me. And if you're a Christian and you're saying, yeah, you're my Lord, you're my savior, you're my bridegroom, literally like, you know, mm. um, then you should care. It should hear his voice should, and his words should be the most important voice and words because he should be the most important person. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to ignore someone that you can't necessarily see in the, the flesh, isn't it? Totally. So you do have to work hard in a way to make sure you're not ignoring yes yeah. yeah no you're right it is obviously it is difficult because we can't see him but then in a way even more so than his words they they're what we've got to cling mm. on to if like if anything even more we should be like these words are our, our words from our lord and savior like um you know when someone it's sort of the same i don't know i'm just thinking of this on top of my head when someone dies but you've got letters mm. that they sent it's a bit like, they're so precious, these words, you know, yeah. and maybe even though Jesus is alive and his word is living and active, it said in Hebrew. So through these words, they're more amazing because he still speaks like right now again. Yeah. So is that how you think that like, practically we can work to not ignore him is just be in his word, come to church? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, I think, you know, everything I guess we try to do in Gabalva is that um, we wouldn't be like you shouldn't have much room to be able to refuse him who speaks well i mean he's going to be speaking a lot you know whether you refuse him or not is, is something we can't <laughs> you know control i guess but mm. but uh yeah that's why we make a massive deal of rbt because that's where he speaks and um in in the services it's very bible heavy in the songs that we choose and make it's like that they have rich biblical christ-centered words you know so that you're going to hear him speaking through them and yeah all that sort of thing uh, and we want to encourage chat that's about him so that mm. he can speak through that it's in everything really yeah great so church yeah um speaking of his words and words etc um you didn't say a huge amount about verse 28 um yeah. do you want me to read it out Just, yeah go on yeah Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. So, should I just speak about it? Well, I just, it's a pretty intense sentence, yeah. I feel. Yeah, so firstly, what I like about this verse is we'd think naturally, right, if there's a God, um, what I should do is worship him acceptably with reverence and awe, and then perhaps I might receive whatever he's got to give me, mm. a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Um, but in fact, if you're a Christian, it's the other way round, that we are, because we're in Christ, receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, that will last forever. And then the right natural response to that is that we should worship God with uh, mm. acceptably with reverence and awe. So it's a bit like in 1 John, when John says, we love because he first loved us. So because of what Jesus has done, 
because he has won us this kingdom that will last forever and he calls us a kingdom of priests and a holy nation and my people my treasured possession um that's incredible that is just something he himself has done it's all by grace um but then yeah the, the natural response should be let us be thankful and worship him with reverence and awe but that word worship right is a word what do you reckon worship means then well you hear most people say worship is the music isn't it yeah oh, i'm on worship yeah. Or, yeah yeah but for me worship is like getting down on your knees and sort of bowing yeah yeah okay yeah yeah so the word worship can usually almost always and is most often in fact translated serve mm. right so it is about so he has served us the servant king you know so um I, di I didn't come to be served jesus says but to serve and give my life as a ransom mm. for many and he's done that um and so he has served me by giving his life and he served you and our church you know um so then it's like so we really in response should be thankful and serve him the king of kings you know mm. um yeah with acceptably with reverence and awe and what is acceptable yeah you know like what is acceptable worship yeah and i th i think the acceptably with reverence and awe i think it's probably acceptable worship is with reverence and awe right, right. so what is reverence and awe then uh, reverence is as Jesus who's present in the Old Testament says to Joshua before he gets to Jericho take your shoes off this is holy ground now that what that means is you're not going into Jericho and gonna you know fight and win you don't know what you're doing you need to take your shoes off and listen to me you can't go anywhere if you've not got your shoes on so that's reverence it is stop and listen to him who speaks mm. you know so the commander of the lord's armies there says as commander of the lord's armies i'm here and you've got to listen to what i'm going to say to you joshua you know it's that that's reverence and awe is he's awesome mm. and i think yeah with the reverence and all thing there was a time i met someone who'd visited the church and i you know just getting straight in there with are you a christian <laughs> you know cut to the chase and they were like, yeah, Jesus is my homeboy. <laughs> and uh, and I, I thought, right, okay. <laughs> like, I, I remember thinking, I don't know what to make of that. Like, you know, mm. is that nice because she's just being like, yeah, you know, he's my friend. Is that the same? Mm. But I'm like, I don't really think that's with treating him with reverence and awe. You know, he is our friend, but he's our Lord and our King. And we've got to like, his voice should be the most important voice. Mm he should be the most important person so that's why it's see to it that you don't refuse him who speaks you know just makes me think you literally whenever the queen's on the tv you're like oh it's queener queen i mean you wouldn't do that to her <laughs> no 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 like exactly that is so it is it's like i am being what's the word impertinent is it or like mm um condescent patronizing or something yeah it's, it's like a bit disrespectful disrespectful in a way. Like yeah we think it's funny but also it's like you wouldn't do that to her because she does deserve yeah respect yeah yeah no that's exactly it yeah yeah so i think i think that's really what i would have said for verse 28 yeah great yeah anything else I, yeah i know i was just thinking like it's it's like receiving a gift isn't it at christmas like yeah. you haven't necessarily done anything for it no. 
but you're like, oh, thank you. That's yeah. amazing. Rather than it being, well, if you're a good boy or girl, you'll then get a gift. It's like, no, yes. we've already got it. It's, yeah, 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 it's yeah, awesome. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, exactly. That That's totally true. Like he knows that we're vile mm. and yet he's given us this gift anyway of his, and, it, and uh, someone said like, it's not a pauper's, you know, gift. It's not something you give to a homeless person, just a little, you know, whatever's in your pocket. Mm. It's the kingdom itself. It's all yours, you know. Um, it's more than a dog with a shoe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't bring us a flip-flop. She did it again this afternoon. Bless did her. she? Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, she thinks she's been so good. Oh, she's cute, though. It's yeah. probably what he thinks of us. Like, no. Yeah. <laughs> nice that you tried, but no. But no, like, you've got to listen to the way I say. Yeah. Yeah. So with the, you know, um, accept with reverence and awe, yeah. it says before, let us be thankful. Is that a way of being thankful? Like being... Right. Being thankful, I, yeah. I suppose it's like, how do you be thankful? That's the big question, right? Like, you know, if um, I, it's just something I would have been told as a child. I definitely was. Be grateful, you ungrateful little child, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And it is true. It's like, I'm so ignorant to everything my mum and dad sacrifice, you know, so that I can have the life that I have, worry-free, you know, and mm -hmm. they do everything. Um and those moments are hard when you're told you're being ungrateful. It's, it's, it's helpful to be told it because you sort of think, oh, am I? But then mm -hmm. how do you cultivate uh, gratefulness and thankfulness? And I think that really takes you right back to what Hebrews is all about. But at the start of the chapter, let us fix our eyes on Jesus. The author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him enjoyed and endured, it's really hard, really important to get that right. He endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down on the right hand of the throne of God. So if you, if a Christian looks to Jesus and considers him and dwells on him, then the, what will flow from that is thankfulness. Mm. It often comes from when you just, you're not being still and listening to him. You're not stopping and you're refusing him who speaks, you know, so it's mm. just, you need to sit, just shut up a minute and just listen to him, think about him. So that's why Sunday should cultivate thankfulness. It should be that we come to church empty with nothing. You know, we allow God to serve us through everything that happens at the front, you know, through people welcoming us and showing us Jesus. Um, and we fix our eyes on him and we could then give some worship, service, thanks back, you know. Um, and I think just one more thing to say is it says, let us be thankful and so serve God acceptably. Mm. So just in the way that we serve in church, this is the other thing I would have said, um, it should always and only flow from this thankfulness. It's horrible when you serve in church because, oh, I have to. I've been put on this mm. and I really would prefer to be doing something else. It's like um, we were interviewing a, a prospective member today and Gary said like, you mustn't serve with that attitude ever. Mm. You know, you've got to, it's got to come from this. Oh, I get to serve. I'm thankful. Um, it shows, doesn't it? Yeah. When someone's not doing it from that. I mean, yeah, it does show. Yeah. And you feel it in yourself when you know, and you, you've got to catch yourself. You're like, no, mm. Jesus died. Just, do you know what I mean? Like, sometimes I've yeah. had to think that when I'm doing a job I don't want to do I'm like yeah but Jesus died for me mm. and I'm just literally doing what I'm um, bringing the flip-flop but you know mm. it's, it's necessary I guess <laughs> yeah so it's like you said tonight it's about like stopping and thinking well who is Jesus 
Yeah. Like you said, like when you think about who he is, what he's done, yeah. you can't not be thankful Yeah. when you think about it. But then it's easy to forget that day to day and just be like, oh, he's yeah. just put this thorn in my side or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, no, stop. Think about who he is and yeah. what he's done. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So... And that comes back to all the things that we do so that you won't refuse him who speaks, you know, mm. like Inga Balva, it's just the Bible all over the place, you know, in everything that we do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, yeah. Em. I think that's really helpful, actually. That's that's all I had to ask. Yeah. Anything that you wanted to... Nah, sorted. To say. Thanks again, Sue, for all your cakey mm. goodness. Yummies. Uh, thanks so much. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks, Emma, special guest. You're welcome. Next time, I guess, Lee will be back. But, uh... Yeah, have a good week, everyone. Lots of love. See you soon. Bye-bye.